it's here. Today is the day. The road to landing. My new show on Localish, a division of ABC and Disney. It's out. And I'm going to tell you how I made this happen. So most of you who follow me may know that I had a show on Radio Disney called Fearless Every Day. I was living in Boston. I had started a nonprofit. I was going crazy every single week doing TV segments to make a living. And it was hard. I struggled for so long not only figuring out my purpose and my identity but also just figuring out how to monetize this journey of entrepreneurship. I've talked a lot on the podcast and even my past podcast on how many things I've tried and experimented with to get to where I am today and to get to where I am today means I'm nowhere close to where I want to be in five years or ten years but the goal is that I will hit my goals as many of them as I make the more that I just continue to pursue entrepreneurship but I ended up moving to Boston launching a nonprofit. I was living alone there for some time had roommates for a while and again really didn't know who I was like I am not someone who woke up at 12 years old and was like I'm gonna be the next Ellen like I'm going to be the next influencer. This term didn't exist when I started. So when people ask me, and someone actually asked me last night, I went on a date with this guy who's really cool. And he asked me, like, so you wanted to be an entrepreneur? And I was like, no, no. Number one, unless you grew up with parents who were entrepreneurs, who wakes up at 12 or 13 and is like, yes, I would like to run a business versus like, yes, I want to be a doctor or an actress. There was no element in my life at that point of making this into a career. I just started a blog because I really didn't have any friends. My dad was in prison for most of my childhood and writing for me was my outlet. And you didn't need money. You didn't need connections. It was just a hobby. Like when you go to the gym and you enjoy exercising or you take a daily walk. My friend Kendall takes like these two hour walks and that's her hobby. I personally don't want to do that. But writing for me was my hobby. Would you get paid to go to the gym or would you get paid to take those walks? Sure, but you're not doing it with the expectation you're getting paid. You're doing it because it's your hobby. So over the past 10 years, it has been so much up and down, experimenting, trying things. And when I pitched the show to Disney, I BCC'd 466 producers on an email when I was living in Boston and I got one reply from the head of Radio Disney. And over the course of... The next six months, I ended up convincing my friend at the time, Gabe, to move to LA with me. We found an apartment. We lived there. He ended up hating it. And in that three-month period, I was like saying to myself, let me give myself three months. And if I can land a show, if something happens, I'll stay. And in the course of that time period, I went into some pretty deep discussions with Disney. I ended up getting a manager from a really big agency, Eileen, who was my manager for years, Uh, and she was like, we'll take you on with the expectation you're going to get this show because I had launched this concept Fearless Fridays and people really liked it. A lot of you, it really resonated with you. I would get emails about it and Disney loved it. Disney had never dipped their toes into talking about bullying and social media and mental health. So it was really new, honestly, for all of them. And so I had that show on the air for a year. Uh, I ended up signing the deal with them, an option to renew for a year and the one-year deal. And it was an incredible time in my life. Being in a studio, especially if you have a podcast, you know, having a podcast is exhausting. Having produced my own podcast for 
years before getting in the studio and all of a sudden now getting paid to show up to do what I love which is talk and interview and inspire I was living my dream but the pay was really bad so I was getting paid an hourly salary which is how they do it for part-time employees and I was allowed to work up to x amount of hours a week I think I was a work allowed to work up to like 40 a week max and of course I would work 100 because I was like this is my dream and I wanted this to turn into a tv show which is why I signed with Radio Disney And so it was great, but it was really a struggle for me because I went through some really dark times going through that process. I understood why I think a lot of young talent can go through the Disney machine and really struggle if they don't have a strong background behind them because I even got a taste of it on my own and I don't have a stage mom. I didn't have anyone walking me through this process. So I would write emails to my producer at 5 a.m. and I would get called in by HR that was like, So we don't know what you've been doing for the past eight years. You can't send an email to your producer at 5 a.m. Like you're waking her up. And so I really had to shift my mindset, even though it was my own show, to now work this, in theory, corporate job. But it was an incredible experience for me. And about, I want to say, nine months into having that show, this was, I think, two years ago now, I had launched the summit program. We did the Drexel Summit. Uh, And I kind of had some meetings with my manager and I think we were really forecasting that just this division of Disney wasn't doing so well. I think the main issue was it was just hard to keep up with the radio aspect and they didn't want to go to podcasting. I even tried to push them to do podcasting and it's a corporate company and they're a machine. They don't really need to, they don't need my ideas, right? They didn't need me to tell them like go to podcasting and they had internal meetings about that. And so because of that, I think that they really were still relying on the radio, but it was just a hard time in the scheme of things because COVID was about to happen and the world was just really shifting. But most importantly, they were still focusing on radio. And so when I signed with Radio Disney, I had pitched them the Fearless Fridays TV concept and they were not really ready for it, but they had acknowledged during these meetings that this division localish might eventually pitch or take up this concept. So I think it was like nine months into the show. I knew my contract was going to end in about five months and there's the option to renew. I forecasted that it wasn't going to get renewed. And the reason I forecasted that is because I was just kind of talking to people and I really kind of thought that Radio Disney was going to close down. And so I ended up walking away before they closed down. They didn't say yes to the show on Localish. And I felt frustrated after that because radio was just, I didn't want to get stuck in radio. But I signed up for the show and said yes to it thinking it was going to become TV. So I left Disney and I can tell you, I think I felt very lost. I remember when I got the call about them not renewing the show before Radio Disney closed down. I broke down. I was in Burbank at the time. Uh, outside of Whole Foods and I felt defeated I felt lost I felt sadness I felt anxiety I almost felt embarrassment too because I wanted to know I became really good friends with all the other hosts there and so many of the guests that I had had on I wanted to know you know what are people being told like are they being told that it's me it's my show and when you're an entrepreneur and especially at my age and not having had that corporate background It was really difficult for me. I went into a really dark space. I remember my best, best friend, one of one of my best friends, Nick, flew out to L.A. to be with me. I was in a really dark space. I didn't know what to do with myself. I couldn't get out of bed for weeks. It actually brings even tears to my eyes to say this because I remember how I felt and I just felt so helpless. Like I felt devastated 
because it was my show and it was my concept and people were relying on me and a part of me felt I couldn't step up to the plate for whatever reason they didn't want me and uh so it was really difficult and so I went into a bit of a dark hole for some time and then I managed to get myself out of it when I, I deal with pretty bad depression and anxiety and I'm always pretty good at getting myself back out of it and that is around the time when I did start seeing a new therapist and I felt like she really changed my life but during that course I thought to myself you know I can let this defeat me this can be it because for people in entertainment this is expected but when you haven't really experienced it like that and you're at that age I wasn't a 12 year old like I wasn't gonna now go to castings and like get on a new show I had pitched this show it was my show I'm not going to castings I don't have that kind of opportunity again so through the period of me reminding myself that this was just one step and that I didn't want to get stuck in radio I ended up having the chance to really build up the summit program I spoke to my manager Eileen every day I think for months just trying to figure out like what's next what's next and then COVID happened and then we got a company mass email sent out I and I was still on the emails for all the internal discussions to everyone just saying Radio Disney's closing down we wish you all the best of luck and I felt so bad because I know that they had had meetings so the other talent was told but because I was already out of Disney I wasn't really in communications with like my producers and the other on-air talent and and stuff and so I I felt bad for them and I I was really unsure how it goes in the corporate setting but after speaking to so many people over the next months I realized that I guess in corporate jobs they usually will just send you an email that's like this is it collect your collect your belongings say lovey enjoy the rest of your life and so they did give them some time I know for the other hosts and stuff but I remember looking back and having let myself get to that state of depression and anxiety and sadness and getting so mad at myself so mad at myself because it was all my fault in my head that my show wasn't picked up for another season and then that happened and I remember I called Eileen actually and was like have you seen the news they've closed down Radio Disney And I just kind of shook my head because I was like, man, I wish I hadn't let myself get to that point. I wish I hadn't let myself get so depressed and mad at myself because this is what was meant to happen. Timing is everything. So I left Radio Disney. COVID happened. I I think I kind of moved home to Connecticut for a bit, got out of L.A., traveled a little bit and then that's when I decided to move to Austin and then really during that period of time when I left Disney I put all of my energy into the summit we hosted two summits during COVID which was remarkable we built up a massive community I launched mentor match and so that was really my go-to when the show ended and so that's when I always say you guys need something else like don't put all your eggs in one basket is because I kind of did and I was relying on Disney to pick up this as a TV show and when it didn't get picked up my world was shattering around me and I was like losing sight of myself and my identity and why I started and I never want to give anyone the power to let me feel that way or Vice versa, let you guys feel that way. Whether it's your boss, maybe a producer, whether it's a colleague, this is your life and you have to find it deep enough inside yourself to know what your worth is. And so the fact that they hadn't picked up the show for another year, it, it wasn't really a matter of me or my worth. It was just business. And it's taken me now being out of that scene for a bit of time and really focusing on the tech side and the summit to realize that I know my worth and what happened in that scenario was just timing and it happened for the best reason. I've been able to build up the summit program. I'm now focusing on an app and so it was all meant to be. But what ended up happening with Localish is I 
of course, because I'm kind of neurotic, I can't really stop. And I was angry at myself that it wasn't a TV show. So about a year after I left and I built up the Summit program, I found the head guy at Localish and I sent him an email and was like, look, I had a show on Radio Disney called Fearless Every Day. I pitched and got the show on my own. There was many internal conversations that the next step for this radio show was to go to Localish. Like, do you know about this concept? Do you know about me? And they replied, the whole Localish team, like, yes, maybe let's set a call. I think this was early last year. Maybe, I think, honestly, March of last year. So multiple calls were set. And in entertainment, if you know, produce everyone is so busy. And I was on the bottom of the totem pole. So calls were set, calls were set, calls were set. Always canceled, always canceled. And on the last day, I remember I was at WeWork. I had moved to Austin at this time. I was at a WeWork, and I got the final email about the call being canceled. And I replied to the producer and was like, look, this is, the I think, the fifth time this call has been canceled, rescheduled, and I get it. But I said in the email, I think I can make you guys a lot of money. Please get on the phone. An hour later, we're all in a Zoom, the whole team. And I went into it being pretty confident and was like, look, I had a show. It wasn't renewed because Radio Disney closed down, but it was successful. And I think Disney really liked really liked embarking on this feel-good content that was different from music, but really talked about getting out of your comfort zone and being fearless. And I said, tell me, how, how do I get a show? Like, what do you guys need from me? And they were like, well, we can do it in the way that we did your Radio Disney show. And Disney's massive, so there's so many divisions. So localish is just an element of it. But there's all the people you have to pitch to and the contracts and corporate. It's You don't just pick up the phone and get a show on Disney. And so he said, you know, we can do it in that way. I don't know we're going to be able to give you what you want. I think they were overwhelmed with their own content. Localish is still a newish division. And I was like, okay, that's that's not good enough for me. Like, I want a show. What, what's another option? I was like, I work with a lot of brands. Like, does that interest you? And over the course of this about hour phone call, he was like, well, tell me about the brands. What type of stuff? Would you want to interview founders? What's the concept? And I was like, look, give me, give me a few days and I'll circle back to you with companies I work with that sponsor my website or my own podcast that I think would partner with us on this show. And I asked him on the phone, what is the turnaround time? If I find a brand that has this kind of budget, which is a lot of money, I get a small cut of that as a producer and as talent. I said, what, what's the turnaround time? And he was like, well, if they want to sign a deal, you know, we can do it within three to five days. We can get you to New York and film it. So I think this was probably March of last year. I ended up pitching Zenny Optical, which I had done some TV segments before and was really tight with the team, as well as Acorns, the app, the funding app. And we had multiple conversations with both teams. I was living, this was now early of when I moved to Austin, so I was living at a different apartment that I am now. We had multiple different conversations, and then it just went dark. So the whole summer, it was dark. And I was pinging the brands. I was pinging Disney and still focusing on the summit and the mentorship program, but I didn't hear back. And we ended up getting pretty far with Zenny and with Acorns into potentially getting a show on the air and what it would be and the concept behind being fearless. And then it just went dark. And I got frustrated again. I didn't get depressed, but I was like, fuck. Like, I... I suck. Like, what is going on that I'm not getting this show again? Like, this is actually harder than the Radio Disney show. And then I was in the running for a huge show on Netflix, a reality show that I'm honestly really glad I didn't get on. And I was pretty certain I was going to get on it. I was in the final running to be on this show. And the Friday during the summer, I want to say it was like June, July, I got an email from the casting at Netflix that was like, you, you didn't make it. And I was devastated. I was, 
again, really frustrated, really mad. And the issue is they won't tell you why. You never get told why you didn't get it. I never really got told. Now I guess I kind of know like why the Radio Disney show wasn't picked up for another year. But with Netflix, I wasn't told. And I asked and he, the casting guy was like, we don't know, but stay in touch. Went into a bit of a hole, was frustrated, took some time off of work, uh, just felt like I couldn't catch a break. I was getting really frustrated with the Summit program. It, I, it, I hadn't gotten the deal from UConn yet, and it all just felt, felt very difficult. Four days later, the next Tuesday, I am in my apartment, and I see a New York number calling me. And I answer the phone, and he's like, hey, Alexa, it's the localish team. Do you have a second? And I was like, uh yeah I have a second and I walk out of my building and he's like what are you doing on I think it was the 26th one of these days and I was like I have no idea like what am I doing and he was like well we heard back finally from Zenny they signed the deal they want you to interview these two massive founders we're gonna fly you to New York are you ready and I was like oh my god like I I laugh looking back because the first thing that went through my mind was are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me that I let Netflix make me feel worthless again? And look what happened. And I was like, basically at this point on the next plane to New York, contracts were signed and I the deal was done. And so that is how this came to fruition. And so it's pretty cool when I look at it because I'm really proud. I brought them this brand. You know what I mean? Like I made this happen. And I don't think it would have happened if I hadn't thought outside the box and had waited for them to come to me with the idea. It wasn't going to move as fast as this moved. And so now the episode comes out today. Uh, this is the first episode and I'm really excited and hoping that they pick up more and want to do more. I'm definitely going to be in touch with the whole team next week. I interviewed two phenomenal DJs, Coco and Breezy, who I am also interviewing today at 3 p.m. EST from the Zenny Instagram account. They are darlings, entrepreneurs, DJs. They own an incredible eyewear line and a very similar story. They both moved out super broke at a very young age, went to New York and just built their career and life up. And so I can't tell you how excited I am to be able to tell you the backstory of how this happened, but even more so be able to tell you, you cannot give up. This was one episode and now I want to do even more content with Localish. But over the course of that two years, the ups and downs and the frustration and the sadness and the anxiety and losing money because I there is nothing as important as being fearless and not taking no for an answer. Think about what would happen if I hadn't even followed up with him on those phone calls when he was like, I'm sorry, I can't get on the phone with you. I can't get on the phone with you. What do you think even would have happened if I hadn't taken the time to reach out to him and follow up and get him on the phone and, and really get them to think about the impact my messaging and my brand would have for their brand. And so you can see Localish on all of their social media. It's on ABC and Hulu, I believe, as well as all of the Zenny social media today in the next 30 minutes, actually. And then Coco and Breezy and I will be doing interviews and a mentorship giveaway tomorrow. Due to COVID, we have extended the Spirit Airlines giveaway, so you can enter all of that on 
social media and on reels on Instagram and I am so excited I hope you guys promote this if you like it please message localish please interact with not only Coco and Breezy but the whole localish team with myself this is my first show of 2022 and I got it on my own so my second show overall and I just really can't wait for the next step this year with the app and everything to come So this is just a little bonus episode. There'll be a full interview back on Monday with two more awesome founders. And get out of your comfort zone this week and be fearless. Bye, guys. (laughs) 